Mystery Theater presents... Marshall. The whole of life is but keeping away the thoughts of death. Those are not my words. They were set down in the 18th century by an Englishman named Samuel Johnson. Our persistent, incurable optimism drives us to live as though there would never be an ending. The knowledge that life will close is buried deep and covered over. But deep as it lies, and hidden as it is, the knowledge is there. And we silently wonder, as Mr. Johnson did, must not all things at the last be swallowed up in death? Look there. Look there. Where, Captain? On the horizon. It's a ship. I don't see anything, Captain. Huh? But you must. It's a ship. Yes, it's a ship. It's coming for me. Our mystery drama, The Unquiet Tomb, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Elspeth Eric and stars Fred Gwynn. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Samuel Johnson was preoccupied throughout his 75 years with the vagaries and vicissitudes that punctuate our brief lives till he wrote these despairing lines. Must helpless man, in ignorance sedate, roll darkling down the torrent of his fate. Stay with us now for the story called The Unquiet Tomb. Nicholas! Vic, where are you? Nicholas! Can't you hear me? I hear you, Captain Jack. The sun's starting to set. I know, Captain. Then where in the name of heaven is my brandy? I'm fetching it now. Bring me a shawl to put over my knees. Yeah, I've got it. There's a sharp wind blowing from off the sea. Hand it over. Uh, shall I help uh, you? Hand it over. I'll do it myself. I'm still able. Of course you are. Shall I uh, pour your brandy, Captain Jack? Yes, you'd better do that. There you are, Captain Jack. Pour yourself one, too. How's that? I said pour yourself a spot of brandy. Is that so hard to understand? Well, it's been years since you suggested that I drink with you, Captain. Yes, well, I'm suggesting it now. Of course, back there, it wouldn't have been proper for us to drink together. Uh, bad for discipline. Mm, bad for morale, surely. And when we came here, mm, I don't know, we stuck to the same old ways. Force of habit, I suppose. I always understood that, Captain. It would never have entered my mind to presume. But now, 
now it all seems <laughs> stuff and nonsense. Hmm? Know what I mean? Perhaps I do, Captain. In part, anyway. And besides, I, I begin to feel the need of human company. It was different, of course, when Nellie was alive. You uh, remember how she was, Nick? I remember. So full of spirits. So happy to be alive. Well, you know. Yes, she was my own sister, Captain. And then there was Kevin Murdoch. Now he's gone. Why did he have to go back, Nicholas? He had a good life here. Why did he want to go back to the polluted life of civilization? I think you know why, Captain. Look. Look there. Look there. Oh, where, Captain? On the horizon. It's a ship. I don't see anything. Hmm? But you must. Your eyes are better than mine. There's a ship out there. No, Captain. Yes, a ship. Ah, and it's coming for me. To carry me away. But now, Captain, surely you don't mean you'd leave your island. I, you think I'd do that? Leave my island? No. But that ship will carry me away. Yes, it will carry me away. A flight of fancy, Captain. Uh, There's no ship. What? No? No ship? You imagine it, Captain. Hmm. Well, you... You could be right, I suppose. It's, it's possible you're right. Uh, remember... Remember when I purchased this island? Hmm? From the Dutch? Or, or was it the French? Or the English? Uh, you bought it for pennies. In point of fact, I'm not sure I ever paid them anything at all. Who, whoever they were. Uh, did I pay them, Nick? I don't believe you ever did. Well, nobody cared. Nobody even knew this island was here till I put in a bid for it. And when I did, they brushed it off like you'd whisk away a fly. What did they want with an island that covered no more than eight square miles of earth? Set in a distant sea. Did they care for its beauty? Hmm? Its serenity? No. There wasn't a penny to be made from it, so why should they care? Do I speak the truth, Nick? The very truth, Captain. Even you. You thought me mad to settle on this scrap of paradise, didn't you? Ha! Didn't you? Well, that was before I'd seen it, sir. Ah! But once you'd seen it... Then it was a different matter altogether. Oh, man alive. The joy in my heart when I saw you waving from the small boat. One of my own. My old compatriot. My fellow fighter. I knew straight off that together we'd have ourselves a tiny piece of heaven here. And then and Nellie. Nellie standing beside you in the little boat. I, I never expected that. Bringing a woman with you. That was your bit of inspiration. It was to free her mind of an infatuation she'd had for a man back there. And it did. It did. Hmm? Freed her from everything that was mean and rotten. Oh, remember, Nick, how we set about building this house out of the coral rock? Build it according to no plan at all. What did we need of plans? Hmm? The soul of this place is to have no plan. No plan at all. Simply to live each day as it comes. To rest each night, 
in order to be ready for the day that will dawn. Aye, we'd rise with the sun. Nellie would give us breakfast. And work like stevedores. Part of a mat. Till Nellie called us for dinner. Oh, a sweet voice. I can hear it now. Captain O'Shea, I've dinner set on the bench. There's fried fish today. Captain, I'm toasting the breadfruit, so hurry. Stop your work now. This instant or the fish will be overdone. We're coming, Nellie. We're yours. Ah. Now, Nick, serve up the fish and be generous. There's plenty. Oh, this one was a whopper. Is breadfruit for you, Captain? Again? No complaining now. I won't have it. It lacks something. Breadfruit does. Yes. Taste is what it lacks. I took a walk along the beach this morning. And you know what I found? Little yellow plums growing right out of the sand. Millions of them. Now, if there was some way to get out the pulp and some way to make a jam out of them. There should be a way. And, uh, and brandy. A yellow plum brandy. A yellow plum jam. A yellow plum pudding. There's no end to what we can do. <laughs> no end. No end. We shall go on forever and ever. There will be no end to this dream of paradise. Hmm? We shall live like this to the end of our days. Agreed? Agreed. Of course, the reality of the thing is, my end will come first. I'm 50 years old and a bit more. Well, now, Captain Jack... Don't you... dwell on such things, Captain O'Shea. Not on a day like this, when we're all so happy and content. Mm, you two. Neither of you has reached 30, but... I, I... I'll come now, Captain. You... No, 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 no. Today's the day to think about it. Later, I'll fear it no more, and I'll push the thought away. But today, today I can think about it with a clear mind. If you must. Uh, uh, I have it. I have it. What's that, Captain Jack? I'll build me a tomb. A tomb of coral. Inlay the walls with the most beautiful shells to be found on the beach. I can find the shells. Before we go on with the house, Nick, we'll construct a tomb. And build the house about it. Yes. I shall live out my days on this wee island. And when my life is over, I shall lie in my coral tomb and hearken to the waves and the gulls and be at peace. <laughs> How happy we were, the three of us. It seemed we needed nothing more. No one else. But then, it was a particularly fine day, I remember. The, the house was finished. We were, oh, we were so proud of it. We were standing on the beach. Remember? You and I, Nick. Captain, that boat's aiming to anchor here. They've lowered a dinghy. There's a man in it. Oh, that's a fine ship. About 30 foot, I should say. Draws about six feet. Aye, nice and beamy. Uh, what do you say we walk down and welcome him? Find out what drew him here. Hello! Hello there! Hello! Well, he's one of us at least, not some crazy foreigner. Have I your permission, sir? Uh, you have better than that, sir. You have my welcome. 
My name is Kevin Murdoch. And I'm Captain Jack O'Shea. Welcome to Shea's Island, Mr. Murdoch. Thank you, sir. And this, this is Nicholas Higgins. Of course, of course. Well, <laughs> at last, Mr. Higgins. Uh, you've uh, met before, you two. Uh, one night in a bar, many months back, a uh, year ago, it was this man told me about the island, Captain. He was taking his future into his own hands and coming to join you. Well, come up to the house, Mr. Murdoch. We'll give you some fine plum brandy, and you'll tell us... I what... didn't come alone, Captain. My wife is on the boat, and my two children... With your permission. Oh, oh, fetch them. Fetch them. Fetch them. Uh, meanwhile, we go up to the house and tell Nellie we have guests. Nellie? You said Nellie? Yes, Nick's sister. She's my housekeeper, my, uh, my cook, my companion. Hmm? Now go. Fetch your family and bring them up to the house. You're very kind. They'll be most pleased. <laughs> A fine man. A fine man. And, uh... To think that you know him, Nick. Well, hardly that. We only met that one night. We talked some. Yes, well, he doesn't seem your sort exactly. More a man of my class, if you uh, get my meaning. Oh, yes, I do. I, I get your meaning. Just what I've needed. And uh, never knew I needed. People of my own sort to converse with. Uh, Nick, I'm going to ask this man, Murdoch, to move in with us. What? Here? In this house? Why not? We plenty of room. But, uh, if they stay... Oh, they'll stay. This island is going to bewitch them as it's bewitched me. They could live on the boat. Oh, no. I want them here. Uh, another woman in the house. Company of the female sort for Nelly. And uh, children running about. Oh, it'll be wonderful. What are you talking about, Captain O'Shea? A woman? Children here? With us? My guests, Nellie, and uh, treat them with every respect, as you do me. Certainly, Captain. Uh, Nellie, the man's name is Murdoch. What? You said... Kevin Murdoch. He's here with his wife. Yes, his wife and two children. <laughs> oh, we'll be quite a household. Do you think it's wise, Captain? Having them to live here. It'll be great fun, Nellie. Oh, we'll have such times. Uh, go and fetch brandy and biscuits and let's make the Murdochs really feel at home. For, know it or not, this is their home. They never did move out. And we were happy together, all of us. Well, weren't we, Nick? For time, perhaps. Yes. Yes. Yes, we were happy. I insist upon it. I, I knew such pleasure, such happiness. I, I was near to bursting with it until... Yes, Captain? Until the dying began. theory, and it's only a theory, that each man holds two instincts. One is called Eros, after the god of love. The other is Thanatos, 
a personification of death. These two are thought to live side by side in every human soul. Sometimes the one is in the ascendancy, sometimes the other. But neither ever resigns or concedes the battle. I'll continue with Act Two shortly. of us push away the thought of death, our poets and philosophers dare to think about it and write about it. Here are lines written in the century past by the English poet Swinburne. From too much love of living, from hope and fear set free, we thank with brief thanksgiving whatever gods may be, that no life lives forever, that dead men rise up never that even the weariest river winds somewhere safe to see. <laughs> such happiness, such joy. The house came alive. I could have conversation of an intelligent sort with Murdoch. Hmm? Uh, 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 no offense, Mendnick. None taken, Captain. And with Mrs. Murdoch planning the meals. And she rearranged the furniture. Uh, rem remember that? I remember. Made draperies for the windows. Sailed the sloop to the mainland to get the material. Hmm? Uh, remember? I remember. And dyed them myself. The exact shade of the casuarina tree. Oh, she did hundreds of things to improve the house. She did indeed. This terrace was her idea. With a full view of the sea. Mm, it was indeed. Nick. Nick, it just suddenly occurred to me. Oh, what's that, Captain Jack? Did I let Mrs. Murdoch do too much to the house? Did I let her impose her own ideas on me? Well, they was good ideas. Yes, but Nellie's... Nellie'd been the only woman here up to the time the Murdochs arrived. She was happy to watch the house grow, cook the meals, tend to our wants, yours and mine. Wasn't she, Nick? Very happy. Well, now, to, to have a high-born lady move in here and start to change things around, did, did that grate on Nellie's nerves, perhaps? Did she resent another woman taking her place, as it were? Mm-hmm. Perhaps she did. At any rate, after a while she started to lose interest in the life here. You must have noticed it. Aye, I, I did. I talked to her about it, you know. You did? Oh, yes, I was very concerned. Because we'd been so happy. You've been happy here, haven't you, Nelly? Oh, yes, Captain. But now you're not. Yes, I am. Well, I never hear you laugh anymore. I, I hardly ever see you smile. After all we've been to each other, Nellie. Huh? After all we've accomplished together. How do you think that makes me feel? I'm sorry, Captain. Well, now I want you to tell me what I can do for you. There's nothing. Nellie, is it possible you want to go back there... Leave us and go back to that inferno you escaped from. Oh, no. No, Captain Jack. I'd never go back there. I didn't think so. But, but, no. I want to stay here. You're sure? To the end of my days, promise me. I can stay till I die, Captain. I want to die here on this island. Promise me that. I want to know. I want to be sure. Set your mind at rest, Nellie. You'll stay here on this island till... 
till you leave it. In life or in death. I want never to leave. Alive or dead. What, what do you mean, though? When I die. Oh, I know it's asking a great deal, but when I die, will you bury me in the tomb beneath this house? Oh, I know you built it for yourself, but could you see your way? Would you? There's room there. There's plenty of room. If I could know that I would lie in that tomb through eternity. Does it mean so much to you? It means everything. Well, then you have my promise, Nellie. My solemn promise. You shall lie in the tomb beneath this house you helped to build. She seemed better after that little talk, Nick. She, she did, didn't she? Uh, livelier, more like her old self. Mm, for a time, she did. Yes, for a time. Till she sickened and took to her bed. Mm. And died. Yes. Well, but I kept my promise. Hmm? I said to you, build her a wooden coffin and put it in the tomb under the house. Which I did. Yes. I kept my promise to Nellie. She lies there now in the tomb I built for myself. And she'll lie there through eternity. I wonder if that was a wise thing to do. What else could I do? I, I gave her my word. My sacred promise. What else could I do but fulfill it? It was only a few weeks after that. The youngest Murdoch child took sick. Lived a few days. And died. Yes, I... I regret that I took so little note of it. I, I was sorry, of course, but but my condolence was uh, mechanical, perfunctory. Mm, I realize that now. But I was distraught over Nellie's passing. I, I hope they understood. They sailed the sloop to the mainland and bought a tiny coffin made of lead. They asked me if I might place it in the tomb. I said yes. I don't know why. I don't know that I even attended the interment. Did I? No, you did not. Hmm. I should have. But when the second child died... Ah, uh, yes. When the second child was taken... We put the little body in another lead coffin. We was all there, Captain. You and I and the Murdochs. We'll place it next to the other, Kevin. Of course, my dear. That's be all right with you. Isn't it, Captain? What's that? My wife says we place the coffin side by side with that of our other child. Of course. Wherever you like. Kevin? Where is it? What, my dear? The other coffin. Where is it? Why, it's right where we... It's not here. It's gone. Captain. Captain O'Shea. The other coffin is gone. It's been removed. Oh, surely not. It must be here. It's not. It's not here. Someone's stolen it. Nick, that's not possible, is it? That someone could have gotten into the tomb? Not remotely possible, Captain. Then where is it? Uh, with, with your permission, Miss Murdoch, I'll uh, look around. I remember perfectly. I couldn't possibly forget. It's here. Here. Where? Look over here, Miss Murdoch. Uh, thank the Lord you located it, Nick. What? Look at it. Kevin, look at it. It's standing on end. On the bare ground. 
That's not the way we left it. You know that, Nick. You were with us. We put it on that high shelf and not standing on end like it is now. Oh, this is horrible. Oh, well, now, we'll, uh, we'll uh, put it back, hmm? just as it was. I'll put it back. I'll do it. You know, after that, I thought the Murdochs might leave. Desert us and leave the island. They didn't want to leave that children's burial spot, I suspect. We did go over the whole place, Nick. There was no indication of water seeping in. Mm, no sign of an underground quake. No sign of anything. Just just the two little leaden coffins. And, of course, Nellie. Nellie. And her wooden one. Yes. Nick, there is a boat out there. No, Captain. I can see it. I swear. I'm pouring you another brandy, Captain Jack. Or, or do I imagine it? Here, here's your brandy, Captain. Or is it the ship of death? You'll feel better with a bit more brandy in you, Captain. Perhaps. I, I, I think, Nicholas, I think it was the island that held the Murdochs here. Well, you could be right. In spite of the loss, dying. They had each other. And the island had them. Mm, maybe that was it. They didn't have each other for long. A few months. Mrs. Murdoch went so suddenly. Got up from the dinner table. Went upstairs. Said she felt a mite queasy. It, it couldn't have been more than ten minutes later. Yeah. She was dead. I'll never understand it, Nick. Never. Or what came after? In the tomb. Jose! Jose! It's happened again. What is it, Murdoch? What's happened? The coffins of the children. They've been moved. Impossible. I, I, I can't believe this. Look, look there. One on end. The other on its side. Eight feet apart. We put them side by side. You were there. You know we did. I swear to you, we went over the entire place. Take them out. Put them on the sloop. My children. My wife. I can't leave them here. Mr. Murdoch. It's not safe. Please, listen to me. I can fix everything. You said you had fixed everything. Leave the coffins of the children here, Mr. Murdoch. Leave your wife's here, too. In a few days, come back, and you'll find everything as it should be. Can I trust you? I believe you can, Mr. Murdoch. Trust him, Murdoch. Have I your permission, Captain? To do whatever I think necessary? Anything at all? Anything. Boom. Yes, Nick. It was worse than before. How? Uh, how worse? Not only was the coffins of the children strewn about the place, but Mrs. Murdoch's was tilted to one side, leaning up against the back wall of the tomb. It was marked, scarred, and it was filthy. 
But what did you do, Nick? You promised Murdoch. I did as I promised. And three days later, when Murdoch visited the tomb, everything was in order. The little coffins side by side. Mrs. Murdoch's cleaned and set in place. But what did you do, Nick? Tell me now. The ship is coming in. I'll tell you, Captain Jack. Even if it makes you angry. Even if it makes you hate me. Even if you kill me. Start the long sleep called death. I don't know. And if you are honest, you will admit that you don't know either. But again, a poet tries to add his little lines of hope. Swinburne, whom we quoted before. Who knows, but on their sleep may rise such light as never heaven let through to lighten earth from paradise. I'll be back shortly with our final act. Forgive me if I quote to you again from the writings of Algernon Charles Swinburne. He wrote these lines in 1878 in memory of his fellow poet Baudelaire, who had died the year before. There is no help for these things, none to mend and none to mar. Not all our songs, O oh friend, will make death clear. Nick. Nick, tell me now how you put things right in the tomb. Because whatever you did, Murdoch seemed satisfied. He told me so. He would visit the tomb every other day or so, and then he'd come to me and tell me everything was in order. Nothing disturbed. All the coffins in place. After a, after a while, he stopped going there. His, his mind was at rest about it. Or, or, or it seemed to be. I'm sure it was, Captain Jack. Then why did he leave the island? Why did he have to go? house seems so empty now, just you and me. I think you know why he left, Captain Jack. No, I don't. I don't at all. Captain, you know what he wanted. He told you what he wanted. The title to the island? Is that what he wanted? <laughs> he, he and I talked about it one day. I said I'd gladly give him title, but strictly speaking, I didn't have title myself. But I was sure that after my death... You'd be free to stay on? No, it wasn't the island he wanted, Captain. Then what was it? Why didn't he tell me what he wanted? I'd have given it to him. He did tell you, Captain Jack. But it wasn't in your power to give it to him. He never told me. When did he tell me? Remember the morning you and I was having coffee right here on the terrace? And he'd come out of the house looking very solemn, very grave... Unhappy, even. Good morning, Captain. Nick. Good morning, Murdoch. Sit down. Beautiful morning, isn't it? Beautiful. What are your plans for the day? Have you made any? Uh, no. Uh, I haven't. Such a splendid day. Huh? Shall we go fishing? We did that yesterday. 
yes. Uh, so we did. So we did. Uh, well, then, we could simply sail around the bay. Sail clear around the island. Uh, we can do that in a couple of hours or less. There's a fine breeze. Huh? What do you say? Not today, Captain Jack. Well, then, what did you have in mind? Anything special? Uh, yes. I do have something special in mind, as a matter of fact. Captain Jack, you know how I appreciate all the hospitality you've shown me. Oh, don't speak to me of hospitality. It's been a joy to have you here. Oh, I know there's been tragedy. Oh, awful tragedy. Your, your children, your, your wife, but, but that could have happened anywhere, Murdoch. You know that. There's no blame attached to you for that, Captain. I, I, I well know how you must have grieved for them. It, it, it broke my heart to see you grieve, but, but I'd hoped that, well, I'd really thought that all that grief was subsiding. Was I wrong? Not really wrong, Captain. Ah, well then, uh, everything's all right, isn't it? No, Captain. Well, well, why not? We have a fine life here, haven't we? The leisure, easy living. Well, what is it you want, man? What can I do for you to make you more content? Uh, we share equally in this island, do we not? If you think we don't, tell me where I failed and I'll correct it. Simply tell me. There is nothing you can do, Captain. But there must be. There, there, there must be. No. There's simply not the life for me, Captain Jack. Not the life for you? Three grown men on a little island. And what's wrong with that? It's a child's dream. It's everyone's dream. Oh, no, Captain, it's not. Anyway, it's not mine. You, 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 you don't mean you, uh, you couldn't, you, you wouldn't leave, would you? Hmm? Leave the island? You, you wouldn't do that. You couldn't. I must, Captain. Oh, no, when, when we have everything here. No, it... not everything, Captain. What am I to do? You'll be all right. No, no, I'll not be all right. I'll, I'll be, I'll be lonely. And if I stay, Captain Jack, I'll be lonely. A loneliness I cannot bear. No. Now, what do you mean by that? I, I, I don't understand you at all. What do you mean by that? If you don't know, Captain... Well, I do not know. Dear, dear Captain O'Shea, you must simply take my word for it. I cannot stay with you on this island. I shall set sail tomorrow. What did he mean, Nick? He, you know, he never really told me. What did he mean he'd be lonely here? He uh, needed a woman, Captain. A woman? Why, well, he could have had a woman any time he wanted to. He only had to sail the sloop to the mainland to find a woman. Hundreds of them. Thousands. He, he, he could have had his pick. Not that sort of woman, Captain. Well, well what sort of? Oh. oh. You mean he wanted a wife? Someone who loved him. That sort of woman. Oh, well... I suppose that's different. Aye, very different. Yeah, I suppose he wanted to get married again. I think so. Well, I can understand that. Yes, that's understandable. Yeah, I think so. Uh, 
Nick, I'm... I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I, I hadn't uh, meant to, but now... Uh, Nick, look. The ship is coming closer. Yes, it's sailing this way. You do see it, don't you? Perhaps I do. Yes, coming closer. Uh, Nick, I, I, uh, I'm going to make a confession. Um, I... I married Nellie. You did? Yes. Yes, I did. I, I took the sloop one day, and we went to the mainland and found a priest, and he married us. <laughs> See? Uh, I understand that a man wants a wife, huh? someone who loves him. Well, I thought that being married to me, that would mean Nellie could claim right to the island, you see. If, if anyone would have a claim to it, she would. Uh, you understand? I think so. Now, now, when I die, why, I suppose the island will be yours. As a brother, who has a better right to it, hmm? Uh, well, I couldn't leave it in better hands, Nick, and I want you to know that's how I feel about it. Uh, Nick, you will cherish it, won't you? You will take care of it. You will, won't you, Nick? Won't you? Yes, Captain. Mm, but uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm wandering on again, aren't I? Uh, Nick, we started to talk about... Uh, what was it we started to talk about? It does matter, Captain. Uh, yes, it does matter. Um, ah, yes, the tomb. The, the tomb and what you did to set it to rights. You were going to tell me about that. Uh, I'll confess to you. Uh, I haven't been inside the tomb since Mrs. Murdoch was laid away. Her husband visited often, but I never did. I, I should have, I, I suppose. But, but I wanted to remember Nellie as I'd known her in life. I never went near her in the tomb. It's just as well. Perhaps, Nick, I, I was unfeeling. I, I... Nellie wasn't there. Yeah, of course, her spirit wasn't there, but... Neither was her body. Uh, what? What's that? I removed it. I removed her body from the tomb. What are you saying? It was the only way, Captain. You... You were telling me you took Nellie's body out of the tomb. You, Nick, you actually... I had to. But I promised her I... Uh, I... I gave her my word of honor that she would lie in the tomb forever. Nick, I gave her my solemn vow. It was almost my last word to her. I know, but and, you... And she was my wife, Nick. You, 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 you couldn't have known that, of course, but if you had come to me, if you had asked me... You'd never have permitted it, Captain Jack. Of course I wouldn't have permitted it. Why did you do it? It was my plan to be buried next to her. Nick, why did you ever do it? You gave me permission to do anything necessary to settle the disturbance in the tomb. The scattering of the coffins. You said I could do anything I saw fit. But not that. Not, not that. You said anything at all. But why that? Why did you do that of all things? Because it was Nellie who was wreaking the havoc. From her coffin? Within the tomb? Yes. But why? Why would she do that? You're sure you want me to tell you? Uh, of course I'm sure. Tell me. She loved K. 
Kevin Murdoch, Captain. What? She loved Murdoch. She's loved him for a long time. Remember I told you that I brought her here to recover from an infatuation back there? Murdoch? Yes. But he was married, had children. He broke her heart. I thought that here, with us, she might recover. And she was well on the way when he sailed here with his family and took up residence. I tried to warn you. Are you telling me he followed her here? Yes, Captain. He loved her so much. After his own way, he loved her, yes. And she? She loved him? Loved him still? Yes, Captain. And when his children were put into the tomb with her, her fury that she'd held in check for so long, her fury burst forth. When I saw her poor wooden coffin starting to disintegrate, I began to have some fears. And when the coffin of Mrs. Murdoch, her rival, her hated rival, was placed in the tomb, she took her revenge. Ah, I'm sorry. What did you do with her? I took her out, Captain. Coffin and all, or what remained of it. And I burned it. Then I put what remained in the dinghy, and I rowed out a good way into the sea and dropped them over. Uh, what, what, what is it, Captain? What are you doing? Uh, what, what, wait, Captain Jack. Don't follow me, Nick. You're not going in the water, are you, Captain? Take one step towards me, Nick, and I'll shoot you down. Uh, Captain, it's getting dark. Nelly! Nellie! Captain! Don't! I'm coming, Nellie! Rest easy, Nellie! I'm coming! Don't be afraid! I'm coming to join you, Nellie! rescue his friend? If he did, was he successful? Did he bring him back? For darkness was falling over the sea, over the island. Or did he simply stand on the shore and watch his friend go to meet the death he sought? To meet the ghostly ship he had seen coming to fetch him? I'll be back shortly. depressed you with our story of death and dying? I sincerely hope not. These days we speak more freely about the stark and undeniable fact of death in hopes, I suppose, of fearing it less and accepting it more equably. Shakespeare told us centuries ago that death 
unnecessary end will come when it will come. There's really little more than that to be said on the subject. Our cast included Fred Gwynn, Robert Dryden, and Terry Keene. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. Weekend.